Welcome to Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, where we promote integration and collaboration. Whether you are just starting your practice or you are ready to push the profession forward, we aim to provide you all the tools necessary to form relationships and educate your community. After all, spines of all sizes deserve to be adjusted. Welcome to our podcast and thanks for listening. Hey guys, this is Dr. Katie with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. In this episode, I want to talk a little bit more about why consent forms and or referral forms are so important to you and your practice. I can't tell you how many times um, a good-natured person who is wanting to help an animal will forego forms, and it really isn't in your better interest to do that. In this podcast episode, we're going to talk why. But first, a quick word from our sponsors, iPoint Touch. You get up early each morning, you leave your house because you have a passion in your heart to serve the animals in your community. But it's not easy being an entrepreneur. You didn't dream about this life full of stress. When you come home, you should be at home. When you're at work, you should be at work. You shouldn't have to come home and work. You know, your passion keeps you focused on the next patient. You know, there are so many more stories of healing and you can't wait to get started touching lives and meeting new owners. But, you know, there's not all those endless hours for you to do that admin work. So iPoint Touch understands the passion um, and they want to help create solutions for you. So that way you can make the impossible possible and you can spend time touching lives and not spending endless hours doing admin work. To learn learn a little bit more about their systems for integrative veterinary medicine, go to iPointTouch.com and schedule a time with Carmi. She's going to give you the attention you deserve, offer a guiding hand, and decrease your stress. So that way you can focus on what's important. Hey guys, this is Dr. K with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic, and I hate this. I wish I could tell you being an animal chiropractor was all sunshine and rainbows, and everyone was happy all the time, and uh, people just loved you, and all patients got better all the time, but that's not how real life works. I always aspire to be honest and transparent. I am not going to sugarcoat the truth. I'm going to be real with you at all times. I am a full-time practicing animal chiropractor. I am Monday through Wednesday in offices and Thursday through Saturday uh, mobile. And I see a decent amount of patients. So I can now speak from experience about why consent forms are so important. And um, very, very important regardless of if you treat small animal or large animal. And um, I'm going to tell you why for both case scenarios. So we're going to start first by telling a story. So I hate this, but my real world experience is going to be put on the podcast for everyone to hear. Um, I don't like talking about negative stuff, but this is going to help you when I talk about this. So um, I had a patient that started with me in beginning of January and it looked like a hot disc. Okay, this dog came in. He was limping on his left fore hardly able to put any weight on it. His head was turned off to the right and it was kind of tucked down. So his chin was to his chest, turned off to the right, hardly putting any weight on his left forefront leg. Um, Obviously, I mean, I'm not a vet. I didn't diagnose him, but his vet, I have a really great working relationship with, and she said he pinched a nerve in his neck. Uh, So I'm like, okay, this is a a nine-year-old Italian Greyhound mix, uh, pinched nerve in his neck. It's not unforeseeable with his case presentation. And I told the owner, this is going to be really hard to fix. He jumped out of the truck three months ago and was limping. And they took three months to get into the vet. It did two or three weeks of pain medication with no response. And now they finally are seeing me. Okay, so I'm already at a disadvantage because they waited so long after the injury, right? 
So I told the owner that. I said, this looks like a really acute disc. Uh, I'm going to be perfectly honest with you. These are really hard to treat if you don't follow my recommendations to a T. Um, I'm going to adjust him. He might feel a little bit better, but he's going to relapse and we're going to have flare-ups. The first month or two of care is going to be hard. And I adjusted him. I personally used an activator instrument um, above and below the areas I thought were potentially uh, pinched or uh, herniated. And um, I sent the owner home with some decompression stretches and I said, put an inflatable neck cone on your dog at all times and crate rest him. Please put ice on two to three times a day and uh, make sure he is not whipping his head around. He's not allowed to play with other dogs. He's not allowed to go to work with you. He needs to be in a crate with a neck cone at all times for two weeks. So they come into the second appointment. They haven't followed my recommendations. He's not any better. He's worse, right? Um, I say, have you bought a neck cone? They said, no. I said, okay, are you crate resting him? No. Are you doing pain medication like the vet recommended to you? No. So they're not following any recommendations and they're frustrated that he's not getting any better. Okay, well, I mean, it's only the second adjustment. So I just kind of roll my eyes and I do the same thing. I do the stretches with them, make sure they know how to do the decompression stretches. I say, okay, make sure that you're doing your stretches at home. Make sure he's in a neck cone. Make sure you crate rest him and please do ice. Um, They go home and they don't follow my recommendations. They come back for visit three. He is now hardly able to put any weight on his left foreleg. I said, this is not right. Are you following my recommendations? They say no. So I'm like, okay, you're not following my recommendations. So we need to go to the vet. And conveniently that day, I was in the vet office. I said, we need to talk to the doc and get him on some heavier pain meds. This looks extremely painful. And I don't think what we're doing is really helping. So I want to go ahead. Let's talk to the doc about pain meds. Let's see if maybe we could consider some laser therapy or something else to help with pain. Okay, so the owner gets some more pain meds, the, like all of them, right? All the pain meds. And uh, they're pretty frustrated, right? Because they, they pay me like 50, 60 bucks, and then they pay the vet like another 80 to 100 bucks just for pain meds. So there's an additional cost here, right? So the owner's getting upset. And I could tell her getting upset. And I said, okay, tell me what you want to do, right? Do you want to schedule a follow up appointment? What are you thinking? He said, well, I have noticed the first two adjustments. He went home and he felt better. I said, okay, so do you want to schedule a follow-up? He said, yes, I do want to schedule a follow-up. At this point, we're probably, we're doing once a week um, for three weeks now. And I'm like, okay, well, I'm going to see you the next time I'm here. I'm only here every two weeks, so I'm going to see you in two weeks. He said, fine, great. I said, awesome. Let me know if anything changes. I see him at his fourth visit. He's hardly able to stand. He is so much worse, and I don't know why. And I said, this is not normal. This is not typical how fast this is getting worse. And um, I'll adjust him today. But um, I really think you need to talk to your vet about some some more imaging. And um, he's he's like visibly upset, I think, with me. Uh, I said, not every pet responds to chiropractic care. I told you that when we started. told you that this was going to be very challenging. And I'll adjust him today. I just got a laser. Let's try some laser and see if that helps. Um, But we need to do something additional because he is not getting better. So I make sure I'm at the office again that day to walk him up and schedule an appointment. Uh, The doc at the time was out in a farm call, so she wasn't there. So I made sure that he scheduled an appointment within three days of that um, appointment. So lo and behold, after that, I send out like a marketing 
email, like, hey, just touching base, this monthly newsletter, blah, blah, blah. And he writes me the longest, most angry email that his dog got so worse under my care and how he thinks that I took away his dog's quality of life, yada, 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 so forth. Like just ripping me a new one. And I try and call him and he doesn't answer. And so I'm kind of like confused. I'm like, what happened, right? Turns out that the vet got exposed to, um, you know, this pandemic, right? And she wasn't able to see him at that time. So he had to see um, a coverage doc, but they didn't want to see the coverage doc. So they canceled their appointment. And because they canceled their appointment, he got drastically worse in that time span. And now he thinks it's all my fault because I apparently adjusted him and he's been worsening over the course of my care. I'm going to reiterate that chiropractic can fix a lot of things, but it can't fix everything. If you have an older dog with an underlying comorbidity, sometimes there's limitations to matter. I can't fix that. I am not God. I'm not Jesus. I I can't do that, right? So I try and call the owner. I say, you know what? You, You sound like you're upset. Let's try and talk through this. And I left a message for him. And then he sends me a text message to my personal number of his dog screaming in pain, saying, every time he screams in pain, I think of you. So he is harassing me, right? However, I had him sign a consent form before he started care. So I want you to realize, especially if you see pets in pain and that pet is a family member, they are going to sometimes, out of fear, Um, attack you or try and blame someone and vets get this all day every day I don't know how they do it um, because it was very stressful for me uh, for the past couple days trying to deal with this and uh, thank God I had my consent forms right Um, so I sent him all of his records with my recommendations that I had notated on his appointments I didn't really change anything in my record saying owners not following my recommendations these are what my recommendations are Um, I only did four treatments and on visit uh, three I sent back to the vet and visit four I sent back to the vet so I knew very quickly within our care that what I was doing it was not an appropriate chiropractic case right So I have documented evidence of that. And then I had a signed consent form saying the owner understands that there's no guarantee to the nature of how a pet responds to chiropractic care. So this is a dog patient, right? Can you imagine what would happen if I didn't have a consent form and they decided to sue me, right? So I don't know how much money they could sue for. Um, in human medicine, this is why we have malpractice insurance, right? I have malpractice insurance. However, I'm also attached to the vet because they have signed a referral for chiropractic care. So that would put not only my license, but also their license at question if I did not have a signed consent form. And with that being said, a small animal would get a certain amount, right? I hate to say this, but dogs are valued a little less than say a sport horse so if i was working on a horse that was valued at forty thousand dollars and the owner thinks that i hurt them how much do you think they could sue me for for that horse right so i just wanted to let you know through this awful story that happened to me um i don't want this to happen to you you have older pets the probably small animals you're going to be working on older pets and you need to have a proper workup done by the primary treating veterinarian. And you need to make sure that your consent forms in some way, shape, or fashion 
say, um, you know, say to the effect that there's no guarantee. We do everything with the intent to help our animals. However, not every animal responds the same. There is always a risk with whatever treatment you choose. Of course, you can choose, you know, something that has less risk um, compared to the benefit. Um, but with any medical procedure, you are always supposed to make an informed decision. That's why they call it an informed consent. You have to weigh those risks, um, you know, by a a case by case basis, right? And I can't make that decision for anybody. So, you know, I make sure that I have a signed contract prior to working on an animal so that way the owner understands look, we're trying this. We don't know 100% if it's going to work. We know 80 to 95% of pets usually do better. I mean, through uh, case studies, we don't really have a lot of research studies to prove it, but we know that chiropractic is supposed to help patients and is relatively safe. We're seeing a lot of human research coming out and saying that. But you can't ever guarantee that you are going to fix something that has been there for I don't know how long. And if it's, say, you know, cancer or, you know, something else, uh, some serious pathology, chiropractic, you can't adjust that away. And it's important that owners understand that. So that way, when you're working on them, you say, look, I want to do the best job I possibly can. I want to get them feeling better. Um, But sometimes I'm not the right fit for your pet. And I'm going to let you know that and not just keep doing the same thing. It is important that we always manage things quickly and effectively. And also, we don't put our licenses on the line if things aren't working. So... I hate that this uh, episode is about negative Nancy, but can you imagine all of those owners of, say, horses that are getting these lay people to work on their horses? I tell every horse owner who had some Joe Schmo out, uh, okay, you use Joe, and Joe doesn't have any training. And what happens if something goes wrong when Joe's adjusting, quote-unquote, your horse. If something goes wrong, do you think Joe has any insurance because he's not licensed? He's not insured? I don't think putting a very expensive sport horse in uh, somebody's hands, literally, is uh, a really good thing to do because it's it's a lot of liability and there is risk with everything. So there's a reason you get a doctorate license and there's a reason you get additional training, hopefully, through the ABCA or IBCA in order to know how to apply the adjustment correctly. You know, a scalpel is not dangerous until you put it in the hands of someone who doesn't know what they're doing. There's a reason that uh, we get additional training and there's a reason that we, um, you know, pursue excellence and try and do best by our patients um, by protecting ourselves. Because if this owner, for whatever reason, decides to uh, pursue legal action with me, I need to make sure that I'm protected. Even though they had unrealistic, unrealistic expectations on what I can do for their animal, I need to make sure I'm protected so I can serve more animals in the future, even though I have one disgruntled patient out of maybe two or 300. So let's stay real. Let's stay honest with ourselves because there are going to be people that are going to think that you can fix everything and that's just not the case and you need to protect yourself if this happens to you and I hope it doesn't. I really hope it doesn't but um, let's protect you and keep you serving animal patients without legal actions. 
So this is Dr. K with Making Strides for Animal Chiropractic. I hate making negative episodes, but sometimes they are necessary. If there are other things I can talk about uh, to serve you and your practice, please reach out. I'm at Making Strides for Animal Chiro. I look forward to talking to you again soon. Hey guys, Dr. Katie here. Thanks for listening. My intention behind starting this podcast was to build awareness and promote our amazing profession. If you like what we're doing here, please like, share, or leave a review. Help us to spread this movement so we all can begin to take steps towards change. Let's make strides for animal chiropractic.